codependency. Maybe you've been in a codependent relationship. Maybe you currently feel like you are in a codependent relationship. Maybe you want to know what codependent relationship is so you can avoid getting involved in one. Codependency is a really powerful dynamic that actually occurs when two people, or maybe three, are actively involved in self-betrayal. And this self-betrayal goes so deep such that they have for many, many years been turned away from themselves, from their own needs, from their own heart, from their own truth. And as a result, they have no idea what it means to be embodied within that they don't know what it feels like to live life from that place of self-centeredness. And therefore, they have created together a codependency. And it's co-created. And what that generally means is that one person will be enacting a particular behavior trait. Perhaps they are um, physically abusive and they lose their temper all the time and then they get physical and then they're apologetic about it and then they cry and say sorry and then two weeks later it happens again. And say the other partner is on the perceived receiving end of this and it goes on for a very, very long time. And you might say this is a abusive relationship. If you examine deeper and you say, okay, what is actually happening? The person who's on the receiving end is... Um, is also enacting something. What are they enacting? What do, what do they feel when they're receiving physical abuse? Probably powerless, probably scared, probably like a victim. Believe it or not, feeling powerless, scared, and like a victim can be very familiar if you have felt like that in your early childhood. It can feel very familiar if that imprint is in your ancestry and all the perhaps all the women in your line experience something similar. So that's very, very familiar for you to be there, for you to feel like this is all I'm worth. By holding this dynamic and refusing to change, what this does is it effectively creates a codependency because the person who's enacting the physical abuse clearly doesn't want to look at what their wounds are. And the person who is receiving the abuse clearly doesn't want to look at what their wounds are, because if they did, they would have to go deeper into deeper layers of where their powerlessness and victim consciousness actually comes from. And that can be very confronting. When two people come together and neither of them want to look and examine and heal the deeper root causes of why they are the way they are and why they're holding victim-perpetrator wounds, what happens is when they come together, they enact over and over again, the same dynamic. And this dynamic, why is it called a codependency? Because they are dependent on this dynamic. What are they dependent on? They are dependent on this dynamic continuing because if it didn't, they would be forced to examine their deeper wounds, trauma and pain, their shadow. The codependency actually means 
they are kept safe from having to go inside their own heart, inside their own wounds, and inside their own potential for growth. As a result, because it can be very confronting to go inside and to drop deeper and go within and do this kind of healing work, especially if there was a lot of childhood trauma, as a result, it can feel safer to remain in codependency. It can feel safer to stay in this dynamic because it is almost as painful as it is, as destructive as it feels it is. And as much as you find yourself saying, I don't want to be here, I don't want to do this, I don't want to experience this, as long as that is more compelling than going to the root causes of your issues, which do not involve this other person that you found, you will continue to maintain that codependency until, and this usually takes many years, until that codependency is actually feels safe. When you start to experience that, that the codependency and the dynamic and the potentially abusive dynamic actually feels safe, safer than any alternative, that's when you're in a codependent dynamic. Because it's too dangerous to leave, it's too dangerous to heal, it's too dangerous to, to confront, it's too dangerous to change. And as long as it's too dangerous to change, because the threat of being alone leaves you completely overwhelmed in your victimhood that, okay, if I'm alone and I actually leave, I'm going to starve to death. If I'm alone, then I am not gonna be able to function. I'm, I'm gonna be so heartbroken. I won't be able to go to work. I won't be able to put food on the table and I will not survive. Codependency, if that's your survival mechanism and any other alternative, you find yourself, you're talking yourself out of it, because it leads to destruction, self-destruction, then codependency is your self-survival. And as a result, this is how you can start to understand when you or somebody perhaps that you really care about is involved in a codependent dynamic, you can see how charged and multi-layered it actually is. It's not as easy as saying, just leave, just end it, just confront them. Just tell them that this is not acceptable because the pattern that you have, these two people have enacted is a pattern that keeps them in a mode that means they don't have to examine any deeper wounds, which could potentially be too painful, too overwhelming, or they have perceived it to be so. Therefore, people who are in codependent dynamics are often resigned. There's this energy of resignation, this emotional resignation. They don't hope that it's going to get any better. They make excuses for why it is the way it is because they know it's not going to get any better. And if this is you in a codependent dynamic, you can probably resonate with that. You probably know that you've convinced yourself or you've resigned to the fact that it's going to get any better and this is just how it is. And actually now you found yourself making excuses for why it needs to be this way because now this is your safety structure. This level of illusion that you live in, which has become your reality, is now all that you want to see. Because if anybody was to show you a glimpse of anything else, there's so much fear in your system, in your body, there's so much unresolved trauma, there's so much in the shadows that you don't wanna look at, that looking at anything alternative could just strike the fear of terror into you. It's better and safer 
to stay here, even though I know it's slowly degrading and destroying me. It's not supporting or nourishing me. It's not helping me grow and fulfill my true potential, my path. It's not even a loving, safe dynamic. And it probably doesn't even have the longevity that, I, that I'm looking for. Like at some point, this is going to blow up. At some point, this is going to come to an end. Even knowing all of that, the codependent dynamic, if it's got its grip on you, you're going to stay. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of feeling like, you know what, I'm living that right now, or I think I could be experiencing a codependency, what, what do I do about it, right? First question, ask yourself, do you actually want to do anything about it? Notice what happens in your body. Because up here, and with your mind, you're going to say, yes, of course I do, of course. Of course I want to do something about it. But the body is saying something else. You have to speak from your body response. That's when you start to get real change, right? If your body has started going into its fight or flight, i.e. maybe you can't even feel your body, maybe you are quivering, maybe you feel fear, maybe you're feeling like you need to protect yourself from this inquiry and you're like tensing up and maybe getting like, I'm noticing your muscles are contracting. Maybe you feel a bit nauseous, dizzy, whatever. Like just note, maybe it's more subtle than that, but you just feel this kind of subtle discomfort, whatever it is, notice it. Because it's not good enough to say, yes, I want to change it, but you're not able to acknowledge what your somatic response is saying. Your body could be screaming, no, don't come anywhere near me. Don't let this change come anywhere near me. If this change starts to happen, I will leave. And that's the dissociative response. Checking out of the body, right? You have to be, this is why I said this work takes self-honesty. You have to be radically self-honest with yourself. And that means taking into account what your body and nervous system is telling you, whether it's a yes or whether it's a no, right? If you're saying, my mind is saying yes, but I'm able to acknowledge my body is saying no, my body is scared right now, scared of change. You've got the first step in, right? Because this work is really all about healing your somatic response to these patterns so that you can actually start to behave differently and choose, make different choices from a place that comes deeper than your mind, a place that comes from your subconscious, your body. That's when the choices become effortless. That's when you naturally choose a different way because your body is operating in a different vibration, a different frequency. You, don't, you can't go back to the old way. It is this way, right? There is clarity. That clarity is not just about being clear in your head. That clarity is about being clear in your nervous system. And a clear nervous system is a still nervous system. So when you found yourself saying, okay, I do want to change. I recognize that my body is holding resistance patterns or fear or um, is, is somewhat holding me back from a full yes. You may say, actually, my body is listening to this video and saying, it's about damn time that I heard something like this. And, and actually, yes, I can and I will. And I feel that in my body. I can and I will change this. Notice that as well. And if you're saying, you're listening to this and you have no idea what your body's saying and you're like, body, what? Why is that even important? I'm going to say, go back to the beginning, re-listen to this whole thing, 
and see what emotions come up for you when we talk about the victim, when we talk about being powerless, when we talk about being the perpetrator, when we talk about early childhood wounding. Because if you've got no connection to any of your trauma history, of course, you're not going to know what anything feels like in your body because you're not in your body. So it's going to be very difficult to make decisions from this deeper part of you. When you've got to the place where you're ready for change and you want it, you desire something different, that's when you want to really start to work at a somatic level to start to heal the patterns that are held in your body that have kept you from really being able to feel empowered. Because both the, the victim and the perpetrator are seeking what? They're seeking personal power and they cannot get it, which is why they enact what they enact. They're seeking to be empowered. You need to understand that if you're seeking empowerment, which comes from within, you need to find all those places where you feel powerless or disempowered. And this could be you within your own biographical history. This could be also within your ancestry where your ancestors were disempowered, right? All these patterns are carried through intergenerationally, through parenting behaviors, through belief systems, through culture, through um, religious interpretation, through what you believe and perceive about yourself and the world. You are literally a walking storybook of your ancestral history, of your biographical trauma. You are speaking it all subconsciously. You don't even have to try. Is there. Are you willing to examine these and how these patterns are held in your body. If the answer is yes, you're ready to do the work. When you find yourself saying yes, you find yourself saying yes to healing. As soon as you start saying yes to healing yourself, you are gonna go on a personal growth journey. That person who you're in a codependent dynamic with may or may not go with you. They may or may not be inspired. Some cases, I work with women who are going on this healing and growth journey and their partner has closed the door and said, it's all your stuff. It's nothing to do with me. Even though they are co-creating a codependency, they say, it's all your stuff, nothing to do with me. I don't really want anything to do with it. I don't really believe in any of this stuff. I just want to go to work, do my nine to five, come home, watch Netflix and chill. So you can go off and do whatever you want to do, but I'm not really available for it, right? Sometimes they are more cooperative and more self-aware and they say, oh, actually, I've, I can see what you're doing. I can see how, you know, You've been, you've been triggered to do this because of our relationship. And I can actually see that maybe I, I have some things that I could look at as well. So maybe I could do something for myself. And now and again, you meet a very rare situation. And if you are finding yourself where you are in this dynamic, then well done, because this is very, very beautiful, where both um, partners actually are self-aware, growth-orientated, committed to healing, not just themselves, but also the, the dynamic between them. And they're both on this growth journey and therefore the relationship dependencies start to dissolve and the codependency dynamic starts to soften because actually there's not such a high level of protection happening because both people are visiting their shadows and integrating them and healing their wounds and softening and being able to be more present and not so um, lost in their unconscious patterns and behaviors. They're very aware of what they're doing now, right? 
if you're both on this healing journey together and you're coming together and you're finding that you're in this rhythm now where every time, you know, you come and you face a trigger together, you face some aspect of your codependent relationship, actually you heal it personally and relationally and then you, your relationship expands and it becomes more harmonious, more still, more peaceful, more loving, gives you more of what you are, right? Then wonderful, you're on the right track. If you're not sure how to get there, then please ask me, contact me, leave questions. Um, I'll do anything I can to help you clarify what can often be a bit of a confusing experience when you're in it, right? Because when you're in it, it's very hard to see the tree from the, what is it, the tree from the woods? It's very hard to see the tree from the woods, right? It's like you're in a fog. You're like, I want a solution, but I don't know what to do. And I don't know where to start. And it can be very overwhelming. So just know that it is possible to heal codependency, but it is going to require two to tango. And it is going to require you to go beyond the relationship to your early childhood, where you're going to find the original roots of these patterns and potentially even into your ancestry. And also considering that when you are in a codependency, you really are looking at a drama triangle, right? And if you don't know what the drama triangle is, then you can look it up as a, it's just a model to understand human relationships. And really it's it's a model that shows that anytime you, you feel like you are going into a victim mode and becoming the victim, it means that there is the presence of a perpetrator there. And we move roles, we switch roles. Sometimes we are the victims, sometimes we are the perpetrators. And sometimes we are these like, we kind of instigate, we instigate something that activates all of these, all of these roles. So we're kind of moving around all the time. And the more awareness that we have of how we move and why we choose to move that way, the more we can start to consciously create our movement, create conscious movement in space means we consciously create ourselves and our lives. And nobody is consciously creating pain for themselves right? We only unconsciously create pain for ourselves. We only unconsciously create suffering. So the more conscious we are of how we move, the less suffering we have to experience. And if you're not experiencing suffering, you're actually going to start to experience joy, love, harmony, flow, creativity, pursuit of your purpose. This is all there for you. When you start to take control of the ways that you create your own suffering and codependency, especially when it's sustained over many, many years or decades, is a very slow but certain track towards suffering. We ultimately create what we have inside. If we are creating suffering, then that's because we are suffering inside. We cannot go to the creation and say, tell me, explain to me why, show me why. The creation is just a mirror. Creation is going to mirror you back to yourself until you go inside and start saying, why? Why do I create this for myself? Codependent relationships and dynamics cannot just happen between partners, romantic partners, um, husband and wife, husband and husband, wife and wife, can actually happen between children and parent, between child and parent. There can be codependency. Codependency for emotional regulation is, a really, is one that I've found um, most often right? I'll talk about that in, an, in, another, uh, in another video. But if you feel like you have listened to this and you've been affected by anything you've watched, you want to ask anything, you want to reach out, you want to do the healing work around this, and you're willing to go to the root causes, then get in touch with me. And if you've got any questions, post them below. I'll do my best to answer as best I can. 
And just know that it is possible if you really do the do the inner work, it is possible to free yourself from the perpetual drama of codependency and the perpetual lack of fulfillment that you will feel in a codependent relationship. 